Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
to the Perpetual Motion Show, sponsored by DRC Shipping, live on Face Radio Brooklyn, with me, Joe DeWire, and Stuart Diebel. How are you, Stu? Yeah, good, mate. Are you all right? I'm good, I'm good. Enjoying this sort of September sun as we record this on a, on a nice Saturday morning in West London. It's, uh, it's lovely out. We just had the autumn equinox, whatever that means. <laughs> The sun rising by the beloved. Oak, there you which go. Was quite fitting, wasn't it? Yeah, I've, yeah. Well, it's definitely that end of summer vibe uh, about, and even though the sun rise, sun rising on a new season. We've got quite as you get older, you do sort of get into this sort of like seasonal feel, uh, especially when you get to my age and you've had fifty-seven years of uh, watching the sun rise and the sun <laughs> comes down. Yeah. You know, you, get, you do get quite spiritual with it all. And then, of course, I go and get pissed and ruin it all, <laughs> um, which I did last weekend at uh, my mate's wedding, which was a very good do. Yes, so um, we got a few things. Come- what we got coming up? We ain't got a guest today. We meant to have well, we have three blowouts, <laughs> believe it or not, which is quite a, it's a record. But um, we even by our incredibly low standards. Yeah, well, one one was out, one's out working, one's one was too late to get involved, and the other um, I'm not actually sure, and I'm quite glad we didn't get him anyway. But uh, we, uh, but we will have a special guest next month, um, which we might reveal at the end of the show. Yes, uh, which I'm, I'm actually quite looking forward to. Yeah, I am. I was reading through uh, those bits and pieces that you sent through. It looks, yeah, looks yeah, like it's going to yeah. be, be a good interview. That's wetted your appetite, isn't it? So we're going <laughs> to hear we're going to hear a band that Joe really loves. Yes, yes, Vida. This is their latest track. Vida. You tell me. Not Vida. Vida.
Corbin and the hang-ups. Um, Nick Corbin, who is joining us, Stu, on our live event at the Water Rats. He is. He's joining us uh, on the 18th of November, which is Saturday, and it's going to be a one o'clock kick-off. Um, I hope you can join us. Tickets available from We Got Tickets for just £5. And joining Nick and ourselves will be the marvellous Jeffrey Dean. Jeff, who was once a Leighton Buzzard, a modern romancer, also written a He's writing a film at the moment, I believe. But he's also got his book coming out uh, this month called... We're talking October, not September, so don't get uh, messed up. Mixed up even. From Moe Suits to Kinky Boots. And um, we'll, he'll be talking about the book and he'll be doing a reading and all. And we'll have to try and get him off the stage at some point. Uh, <laughs> he likes something about it. But um, come and join us, please. You know, uh, It'll be a good afternoon and um, no one goes away disappointed. International weekend as well. 
international weekend so for those football. of you for those of you that uh, you know support a top two division club no football come and join <laughs> us you won't let, you know Yes. You won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed either way. You're going to have a bet on us. So <laughs> three to one, get through there without any swearing. Yeah. Um, yeah I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you were at a wedding with Nick. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Billy Sullivan got married last weekend, uh, which was actually a fantastic day all round. And um, Bill, Bill had his band set up to do uh, a short set uh, with guest vocalists. So, one of his one of his father's pals come along and su- sung a song. I can't explain by the elf thing. Um, also had Bert, Big Bert come al- uh, who works with Bill. He sung a couple of songs, including uh, a very good version of Satisfaction. Um, uh, we won't talk about his version of Part Life. But uh, Nick was up there and all. Nick come along and um, Bill said to Nick, he said, Nick, would you be happy to come up and do uh, My Girl? And Nick said, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love the Temptations. Uh, and when Bill said, no, Madness is my girl, I think uh, Nick had to think about that. But <laughs> did he do it? He did do it. Oh, yeah, 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 he did do it and he got away with it. And, um, so yeah. he might be taking requests at the live show. Yeah, yeah. Knows. So, yeah, please throw some more two-tone requests Nick's way. I'm sure he'll love that. And, uh, yeah, as you say, it all ties in nicely. We're all showbiz pals here. And, um, again, you know, you can... We'll uh we'll be doing sort of talking about both Nick and Jeff's careers as they are in, at this moment in time. But uh, enough of all that now. <laughs> Let's go back to the music. We're going to now hear the Walker Brothers with a track called Shutout. <laughs> In the shutout, in the shutout, 
fading out there was new york by richard ashcroft uh which is my favorite track off his debut album alone with everybody two thousand year two thousand remember buying that after coming back from ibiza uh which was ibiza for one week a week one week i was in bits man I can still feel that pain <laughs> as I'm walking through the airport. Yeah, and it was a Burger King, and his body sprawled oh, everywhere. Mate. And it was one three-day session out there where I was up in space at eleven in the morning. Quite literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, they were good times. Halcyon days. Eh? Halcyon. Halcyon days. Yeah, and before that, um, an artist that would have influenced Richard, I would have thought, was Scott Walker as part of the Walker Brothers. Now. That was from 1978, off an album called Night Flights, which uh, commercially bombed, which is mad. But it had a direct influence on Bowie uh, and his Lodger album, which come, which followed. If you think about that, you can hear the guitar sounds on uh, tracks on that record. But, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah quite dark <laughs> pair of them, aren't they? New York, and we're talking about going to New York to record the show for Face Radio next year. Uh, which we'll probably have to put the ad out for a whip round <laughs> to paper it. But, um, yeah, Curtis, if you're listening, mate. Yeah, Curtis, yeah, Curtis is offered, Curtis, who runs Face Raid, is offered his studio for us to record him. But I would, I've never been, and I, I'm desperate to go, especially before I, you know, turn 60 or whatever. But I just want <laughs> go. And it was, a, it was an amazing gig out in at the Forest Hill Stadium uh, at, at a couple of weeks ago by Artie Monkeys and Fontaine's DC. And I looked at that and I was really thinking about going and wanting to go and wanting to go. And then life got in the way. <laughs> yes. Certainly does. Uh, certainly does. Um, right, coming up next, we've got Every Day I Write the Book. Um, later on, though, we're going to be talking about Supersonic Stew. Yeah. Which was a book you wrote 10 years ago. I know. That. Mad. 10 years. <laughs> yeah, Supersonic. Um, about Oasis, it was about the early part of Oasis. It followed on from the book that me and Snowy did about the jam, Thickest Thieves. Uh, and whereas Thickest Thieves was a massive success and a bestseller, Supersonic wasn't. <laughs> uh, but we'll talk a little bit about that in a bit. But uh, let's hear, this is probably my favourite Elvis track.
five in the morning. It's me you're holding. It seems I'm not alone anymore. Dawn is glowing. Can you see me hoping that we've really come to this? Cause I am sure Don't let me down I'm not starting again I know at worst you treat me like a friend But really I just want to hear you say If you want my company Then that's fine You've been So we used to treat in love like it's a crime, but this time I know, no, let me hear it, I can feel you dreaming, and if I dared you to
the last good day of the year. Again, you know, talk about autumn and stuff. It was quite unusual weather for early September, wasn't it? And uh, yeah, as soon as the schools go back, I've had six weeks off in the pouring rain. Yeah, going back to school and there's a heat wave for three yeah, weeks. Yeah, great. Yeah, and um, that track uh, is by a band called Cousteau, who uh, no idea what they're doing now. This is from sort of early two thousand, but it's a track that uh, Gary Crowley championed and has stuck with me. And he he occasionally plays it as well, but. Uh, yeah, if you've not heard that before, yeah, you know, it's a good treat for your ears, I think. <laughs> before that, we had company by Abby Farrell, which I believe is the best thing that she's done to my ears. Yeah. Yeah, you say the same? I agree with you, I agree yeah. with you. And that was uh, released on Big AC Records. Big AC, Nick Corbin's label. Again, Nick will be joining us on the Saturday, November the 18th. Five pounds, your tickets. Come on, hurry up. Uh, otherwise... Um, we can't buy three of us in a room. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, yeah, Otherwise, yeah, yeah. And uh, before that, Elvis Costello and the Attractions from 1983's massive album Punch the Clock. Uh, every day I write a book, and in my mind, I've got um, there's a, I haven't seen it in forty years, but he, it was a, a late sort of BBC Two program, something like Riverside from that point, and he was on with a band playing outside that song. In Sunshine, which always feels like autumn as well, which is probably partly the reason why I chose the song. It's, I don't know what it is at home. Well, partly because it was my dad's birthday uh, last week, and uh, he sadly passed last year, and a lot of it, a lot of my feelings and the way I sort of look at the songs this month are sort of indirectly uh, with that summer, uh, end of summer feel, you know what I mean? It was the end of, end of his summer, and <laughs> all bless him. Uh, and certainly, uh, you know, sort of saying, I could, I've got to make light of because if we go the other way on it, you, you know, I'll be under the <laughs> table. Pardon my language, we'll bleep that out. Uh, next, coming up next, is one. Of, this is a song that we've come to. Uh, I, I first heard at a club uh, in 89 uh, as part of like the indie, indie dance sort of yeah, revolution yeah, yeah. and this was thrown in. Uh, go on, Joe, introduce well, it. Yeah, do you know what? This is this is Peace Frog by The Doors. Um this reminds me of Dean Mumford, this song. I had him on my radio show um, many years ago, and this was one of the songs he picked. But um, it was that sort of similar time, as you were saying, Stu. Um, yeah. yeah, anyway, enough of talking about it. Let's hear it. Peace, Frog. <laughs> Chicago, she 
tattered on dawn's highway bleeding. Ghosts crowned a young child's fragile eggshell mind. Blood in the streets in the town of New Haven. Blood stains the roofs and the palm trees of Venice. Yo, Rockin', what's up? Yo, I'm doing the knowledge, E, man. I'm trying to get paid in full. Well, check this out. Since Norby Waltz is our agency, right? True. Carol Lewis is our agent. Word up. Zakia and Fourth and Broadway is our record company. Indeed. Okay, so who we rolling with then? We rolling with Rush. Our Rush Town Management. So check this out. 
Since we talking over this deaf beat right here that I put together, I want to hear some of them deaf rhymes. You know what I'm saying? And together, we can get paid and paid and paid. of a master plan this ain't nothing but sweat inside my hand so i dig into my pocket all my money spent so i could deep up still coming up with lint so i start my mission leave my residence thinking how could i get some dead presidents i need money i used to be a stick-up kid so i think of all the devious things i did i used to roll up this is a hole up ain't nothing funny stop smiling you still don't nothing move but the money but now i learn to earn cause i'm righteous I feel great, so maybe I might just search for a nine to five. If I strive, then maybe I'll stay alive. So I walk up the street, whistling this, feeling out of place, cause man, do I miss a pen and a paper, a stereo, a taper. Me and Eric being a nice big plate of fish, which is my favorite dish, but without no money, it's still a wish. Cause I don't like to dream about getting paid, so I dig into the books of the rhymes that I made. So now it's a test to see if I got pulled. Hit the studio, cause I'm paid in full. Akim, check this out. Yo, you go to your girl's house and I go to mine, cause my girl is definitely mad cause it took us too long to do this album. Yo, I hear what you're saying, so let's just pump the music up and count our money. Yo, but check this out. Yo, Eli, turn the bass down and just let the beat keep on rocking. And we out of here. Yo, what happened to Peace? Peace, 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 peace. And before that, we had Money, uh, which is a cover by Irma Thomas, uh, originally by Barrett Strong, uh, which wasn't actually about money at all. It was about wanting to buy acceptance into white society. So was it? Very, was, well, I didn't know that. That's a great shout. And obviously, uh, the Beatles would have made that famous, didn't they? Yes. On, uh, is it with the Beatles? It is with the Beatles, I believe. There you yeah. go. Uh, paid in full... Um, I was going to say about it. Eric B and Rakim, early hip-hop, positive hip-hop. Uh, well, yeah, it's probably uh, white white supremacy was probably at, in, in their thoughts when they was on the 
uh, writing about that as well. And uh, that would be a track that you might hear at Gary Crowley's Lost 80s Night, which comes up. We're having a Christmas party on the 2nd of December up at the social again. And uh, I'm DJing. Yeah, well, you, you booked the DJs, so... I've booked the DJs now, yeah. But uh, I'm DJing, Gary's DJing, and Nikki's DJing as well, Nikki Donahoe. She, uh, for her first gig, she she smashed it. Uh, it was very good. Oh, it was probably the best one been to so, uh, so far, it was, um, or been involved with. It something in the air that night, and uh, it, it was an afternoon thing, so it started at four, finished at ten, and the dance floor was full from five till ten. Yeah. It was, um, you know... More so than ever. It was a very busy night, and uh, I encourage every one of you to come along to the next one for the Christmas party. <laughs> and uh, I don't even know if I'll be drinking that night because I think I've got to work the next day. But uh, so I would say buy me a drink. So bottle of water is no, no. we will think of something else. <laughs> um, right. So one of the reasons I wanted to start a radio show uh, with Joe was to play tracks that I absolutely love and they're a bit, you know, they're again, not particularly radio tracks as such. And this track I've been looking to try and get on since we started, which was weirdly two and a half years ago. Blimey. Is it two and a half years? Yeah, it is two and a half years. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so. look, which is mad. Yeah. Um, and no one's been hurt yet. And <laughs> including Tom, the producer. <laughs> And um, this is off my favourite live album. And we did a book about live gigs and ticket stubs and all that earlier in the year, me and, me and Baxter, me and Mark Baxter. And um, no one actually wrote about Stiff Little Fingers, but this is my favourite live album, Hanks, which is recordings from the tour uh, tours of that year in various uh, venues like the Rainbow and Aylesbury Friars uh, venues that are no longer here. And this is a cover of... Uh, a Bob Marley song, which was given the punky reggae uh, vibe, you know, sort of nicked off, not nicked, but uh, inspired by the clashes, peace and Thieves. But listen, if you've not heard this, right, this is unbelievably fantastic. And I think you should go out and buy the album on the strength fit if you haven't got it.
the soul of Brooklyn. You're listening to The Face Radio. That was Stiff Little Fingers with Johnny Was, and you are listening to The Perpetual Motion Show, sponsored by DRC Shipping on The Face Radio Brooklyn. Um, Stu, we're about the halfway mark, and uh, we've got a new song, or a relatively new song, uh, next by someone that you uh, you put me on to a few weeks ago. Uh, tell us about it. Well, I knew the name, Jalen Nogonda, and uh, I think he played with... Sp- what's what's, oh, what's his name? Jalen Nogonda. <laughs> Nagonda, yeah, I think that's right. Nagonda, up, yeah. Please, uh, thank you. Yeah, I think he. I know. I, I knew the name, and I know that he did a gig with Stone Foundation last year, and a couple of people had spoken about him in glowing terms and that. And then um, I don't know what it was. I just I've, I saw his name again, and I thought oh, I've got to, got to have a listen. And his album had just been released, which is. Uh, the, the, what you're going to hear is the title track of the album Come Around and Love Me and um, it was like you know the channeling Marvin Gaye for me mm. instantly it was like you know the the way the music being arranged and that is very much out of what's going on and yeah the, the opening track especially sounds yeah, like it, but, there, doesn't it and then I heard a little bit of him in live and uh, he's got an amazing voice he's an amazing talent I don't know how old he is and, uh, but he's coming over in a Next month, November or November, November. Uh, to do some gigs, which um, I think are all sold out. But he's also doing a big gig next year at Coco, or big, big by you know. I, I think the work, the sky's the limit for this kid because you know. And I, if you're into soul music, this is part of that heritage and that that lineage of uh, fantastic music. So let's hear it. <laughs>
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST.
that was Save It For Later by The Beat, which is a track I've been listening to over and over again uh, recently for no other reason than it. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, Dave Wakelin is, has got one of the truly great voices. Um, and uh, I, I'm not sure if we spoke about Dave and The Beat and the gigs that Spitfires did with him. But, uh, not on air. I think we spoke about uh, yeah, in the car. <laughs> uh, but uh, we did some gigs with him. And... Uh, it's the English beat for our English beat, listeners. yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, we had, the band upset him one night because they they had uh, done a gig and they were very loud on stage, uh, which was down to the 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 venue sound man rather, than, but we got the blame for it. And I got an I got a, uh, an email off him saying that it can't happen again because we supported him the following week in Brighton. Uh, I did explain to him that it actually wasn't our fault. Didn't he say something about their fans didn't yeah, want to get too yeah, close to the front? Yeah, they're some fans that always take front stage when they come in, but because the band the Spitfires were so loud, <laughs> they had to stand at the back. And it wasn't a dumb thing, but uh, I've got I got a lot of love for Dave, so it wasn't really an issue. Um, but yeah, they're, they're just one of great bands. And I've yet to read Daniel Rachel's book about Ranking Roger, which I will rectify at some point. All of, all of Daniel's books are good, aren't they? Yeah, he's a great writer, and um, yeah, Steve Steve White, who sold deep books, was, uh, recently did a book about Simon Fowler's lyrics, the keys about Rose and Colour same with him, and uh, yeah, he's um, yeah, he's very good and an award-winning writer as well. Unlike me, <laughs> yeah, yet, yet, uh, yeah. <laughs> the next track, I I am unsure how good or bad this is. But let's. What do you yeah, say? Yeah, I mean, it's the first their first single since Charlie Watts passing. Um, Talking about the Rolling just, Stones, of course. Yeah, I, I think all things considered, it's a good song. If it wasn't the Rolling Stones, would I listen to it again? Possibly not. But we'll leave you to make it your own is, mind. It's classic. It is a classic Stones sort of sound. The drums, I really like drum sound on this actually, but uh, just the thought of Mick at 80, you know. Yeah. Angry. I'd, I'd really love to do a Mick Jagger impression, but I'm, <laughs> I couldn't, yeah. All right, Keith. Let's hear it. <laughs>
that's an old wall, right? Oh, you piss ass. Come on. Mad for it. There was Oasis live at uh, the University of Manchester back in June '94. Now I was looking at um, look, the demo version of Cigarettes and Alcohol Play, which off which one of which was the first time I heard Oasis. And it was given away as part of 
uh, cassette with the NMA. Okay. I might I might be wrong there, but I've, I'm probably Columbia might have been the first thing up. But that was uh, it's definitely uh, you know one of the first things, one or two tracks I heard by Oasis, and they interested me uh, through one picture that I saw of Liam hanging over a mic at the Water Rats, uh, where we'll be. <laughs> Hanging over a couple of uh, hanging over a couple of <laughs> a couple of old yeah couple of old sloshes probably, um, and the uh, it reminded me it was ten years from when uh, my book Supersonic came out, Personal Situations with Oasis ninety ninety two ninety six, and um, looking through it I was actually at, I'd forgotten I mean, it's bad really but I'd forgotten that I was actually at that University of Manchester gig. Uh, and there's a reason why I must have been uh, drunk because I have real no memories of it other than speaking to the, um, Paul out of Happy Mondays afterwards who I didn't know who was more uh, drunk than I was or off his nut or something and uh, drove me drove me mad to be fair but he uh, <laughs> was um, yeah but I just I loved him you know I just thought it was a good the way that they sort of come up the time uh, everyone goes on about lag culture now, you know, and all that. But they were just—they were five working-class kids yeah. out of uh, work, uh, you know, out of an estate up in uh, South Manchester, uh, Burnage, and that. And um, I don't know, I just love the music, and I think time is right for something like like them to come along and rule it. I, you know, there's As been it so would much. Be now, wouldn't it? Yeah, it just yeah. Isn't. <laughs> There isn't, yeah, and I don't think working how many working class kids pick up guitars now. You know, we've had this conversation before about they can make a tune on your phone yeah. for for next to nothing uh, rather than investing all that. But I'm sure there are bands out there, and you know, you can hear them occasionally on here and stuff. But the book itself came four years after they split up, and unlike the first book that me and Snowy did, which was Ficker's Thieves' personal situation with a jam. Um, which became a best the jam was about 30 years and there wasn't a lot really of any value on the jam book wise apart from maybe one or two and uh, that, that that just worked and I think with the jam being a literal band as well you know obviously well as a, um, we got a lot of contributors who you know wanted to be part of it and even though we didn't know anyone at that point really involved we knew a couple of people we didn't get any big names. It's all fan stuff, but it was all pretty good. And then when we tried the same same thing with Supersonic, it just didn't happen. It, we just didn't get the contributions that we would liked, you know. So was that? Do you think? So going back, you said the book came out sort of pretty quickly after they split. Had you had the idea beforehand, or was it born out of them? Well, basically, I think the idea was that because we got uh, a major publisher a printer, and they was interested in doing something else with us. It was basically picking the right band to do and I said and because unlike the jam who only saw uh, at the end of three three gigs at Wembley I saw Oasis in them first sort of two of, you know 94 mm. to 96 I must have seen him between 20 and 30 times so it was more of a personal thing I mean um Snow I think Snow had seen him a couple of times but uh it's a different different thing. So we got Tony McCarroll, the the foot the uh, original drummer in. He he agreed to be interviewed, but it was really hard to get anyone else because we couldn't get permission or any sort of acknowledgement of Noel or Liam or their managements. Uh, so no one wanted to come on board. They don't want to take that. I always remember a photographer. I won't name him. Photographer agreed to be interviewed, 
We was going up to Manchester for the weekend to interview a few people, a few former associates mm. and stuff, and Tony. And uh, the photographer, um, half hour before we drew around his house, said he's, he's sorry, but he had to go shopping. Oh, cheers. You know, <laughs> with his wife. Oh, I thought, well, okay. Um, yeah, thanks for that, mate. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it was just, oh, and it, it didn't sell. And I'm looking, I've just looked at it, picked it up for the first time, and the right, you know, my writing is, well, it's obviously improved over 10 years. It's, very you know sort of not macho but blokey and as part of the time there was a lot of drink and drugs involved of the gigs and i used to organize little sort of um mini buses and i did organize a coach to nedworth as well which was uh was was something else yeah we were stuck in a car park right five hours afterwards but but you were popular yeah well it weren't my fault uh, <laughs> but um, it, talking about the reception of it do you yeah. think it was a combination of the timing of it plus the not having the names behind it or do you think it was one bit of that both. Left the other bit of both I think the timing no one was interested in Oasis for his Noel had gone solo uh, I think Liam must have been doing BDI at this point mm-hmm. uh, and the general consensus and it's still a bit that now snobbery within the music world uh, that Oasis wasn't really that good you know or wasn't that special but you only have to look at the what what the attendance is that Liam gets and how they mean so much to, you know, the next generation. Yeah, it's it, it, it's phenomenal. It, it really is uh, phenomenal how many kids that go to football want that type of band. And you can see, you know, you see certain bands now, uh, especially not up north, like bands like the Ratons and yeah. um, I don't know, who's, who's that kid who up in Scotland? Uh, not Lewis Capaldi, that other one who, Cinnamon, oh, playing Eminem Park, you know, I can assume a lot of these audiences, people who just want to go and sing along, and I think it directly comes from the Oasis influence. Uh, yeah, 100%. And um, I just, yeah, I think if you still book like that now, it might be received differently and stuff, and weirdly enough, Snowy's got to know Noel a bit over the last few years and interviewed him for um, a documentary around the second album, Morning Glory. So... You know, what I like with each book that we do, it opens up another door and opens up this sort of thing. So, yeah, I, I don't know about, I don't know if proud's the right word, but I'm glad we did it. It was a stepping stone, I suppose. Yeah, it is, to yeah, to yeah. And I, I'm looking at it now and I know that I do these things that I do differently. And it's not as bad as actually I thought it was for a while. You know, mm-hmm. my writing, I could, you know, I would rewrite some of it. But that's just natural, isn't it? That yeah. You, that you do something and then look back on it and think, well, what was I thinking? I would have done X, Y, and Z. That's yeah. just a natural progression as a as a writer. Yeah, and we used an, the, the designer was in house for this one, and uh, he was he was sort of his hands were tied a little bit with because we just like, didn't have enough photos. In terms of you said that was released with the with the publisher, was it after that book that you sort of came up with the idea of of your own publishing company? No, no, no. I didn't. I I, I started working with the Spitfires after that, so I wasn't interested in in any more writing after that. Uh, for a while and not in that vein I just started keeping sort of personal stuff diaries and that about what I was doing with the band um, so that any spare time really because was, yeah. was used up on getting the Spitfires uh, going and you know sort of but in terms of the that. next book you released the next book we re- yeah I think by the time we released Soul Deep which was 2020 so the idea uh, I'm trying to think if anything else come up, yeah. By that time, I knew that I, I knew how to do it. I had no mm-hmm. idea. 
how could achieve it? And I'm working with the right designer as well uh, to make that, and work, or working on an equal basis that um, we all we goes three ways, you know. Yeah. So after we hit a profit, and it was after that I realised that I could do because when you work with certain publishers or anything, they don't push you. And before we move on, I want to talk to you. I was just flicking through it earlier. Um, you've written about sad song. And you said that your now wife texted you saying that uh, she just heard sad song on the radio and it reminded her of you. Oh, right. <laughs> I can't believe think, out of all the things you've <laughs> picked out, you've picked that out. I literally just opened it at yeah. a page, yeah. Yeah. Um, Would it still remind her of you? Yeah, probably, yeah, because I put it on a tape. It was like, yeah. you know, like, you know, in the old days you make mixtapes for your uh, for your loved one and... Uh, that was on it. But yeah, it's a bit of a strange one to pick and it's typical of my wife to really pick something like that out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's sad song. Thanks, Paula. We should hear it, but we're not going to. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And not, so, um, linking in with all this, Oasis stuff. Now, the next track is by a band called Whiteout. Now, Whiteout done a co-headline tour of Oasis on that first tour around Supersonic, which was their first release. But after two or three gigs, it's, we soon found out that everyone, most people there see Oasis. <laughs> so Oasis carry on headlining. But this was a, this track No Time was, um, I think it was a single at the time as well. Uh, I always, I always thought it was a great track. Um, but they, yeah, let's hear it, Tom.
Whiteout from Greenock in Scotland. Um, I wonder what they're up to now. <laughs> Good luck to them. They were, I think I met a couple of them at the time. They were nice lads. Yeah, so, yeah, Oasis. Um, and I've got the 100 Club book next year. But I've not actually known what I'm going to do with it. It's on the 30th anniversary of the first time I saw Oasis. Uh, but uh, we are trying to put something together. Uh, I'm not 100% if it's going to happen at the moment. <laughs> but we'll keep you posted on that. What's this space? Yeah. Um, bit of a shift next. You've got a couple of uh, Motown numbers. Um, I was DJing uh, in a mate of mine's pub the other week. He just asked me if I'd do he wanted to put on a Motown night. So I said, yeah, that's yeah, fine. How did it go? It was all right. But you know what these things are like? Like you play, you play the songs everyone knows because, you know, it's yeah, a pub in North West London. Yeah. There's not going to be many connoisseurs. Apart from this one absolute nose of a geezer, right? <laughs> he's coming up every. We got this. We got this. Mm. I'm like, mate, can you just leave me alone? Like, I'm trying to do something. And he's asking for this song. I said, I've not got it. I was all right. Bear with me. The geezer's gone to his car, oh, come back, and gone. Yeah, it's on here. I was like, mate, like, go away. Like, I'll play it, but but leave me alone. Anyway, what pub is it? Fro- just in the Offillers. Oh right. And like to and fro, to and fro. In the end, I text the landlord. She's got to keep this geezer in a red shirt away from me, or I'm, or I'm done. But anyway, it was a good song. What song did uh, you want? It was first. I look at the purse. Oh, was that like, the yeah. so he did pick a good he one? Did pick yeah, a good one, yeah. And you're really annoyed. A back, a backhand compliment. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well done, mate. It's good, but leave me alone. Um, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, we'll hear that in a minute. But uh, but up first, we've got Twenty Five Miles by Edwin Starr. Brilliant.
that was the contours with first I look at the purse and I would like to dedicate that to the Nors in the maroon polo and shorts from the other week because as we said it, it was actually what is actually a good song <laughs> so fair play fair play you've got me on that one um, we've got three left Sue have we? Three left. Did we're, we introduce what happened before? Time. Twenty-five miles by Windstar. Yeah, I introduced that. Before. Did you? Maybe, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. I know. Yeah. 20, I didn't yet. There we go. From his album Twenty-five Miles from nineteen sixty-nine. There we go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sorry. Did, did I interrupt? Yeah. <laughs> now you know how it feels. Um, right. Yeah. Next, we got uh, Red Rum Club. If you were laughing at me for really liking Vida earlier, Stu, uh, Red Rum Club are a massive favourite of mine. Currently on tour uh, in the US, um, supporting the Wombats. Oh, no, they got out there, have they? Yeah, it's the second second tour Is of it? North America. Um, They've got a new album out in February next year, Western Approaches, uh, and they're playing Scala on the 12th of March. And I'm we'll, sure Stu will be there. Uh, I'm not sure about that, yeah. but do you know what Red Rum is spelt backwards? <laughs> Murder. Every time. There we jo- go. Every time. <laughs> He falls for it, like the <laughs> muggy little teacher he is.
that was Undertaker by Red Rum Club, um, their latest single for their forthcoming album. Um, time for two more, Stu. Uh, we've got one selection each. Um, it's my wedding anniversary this month, and uh, this next song was my first dance. Really? It was, yeah. yeah. I mean, my wife's a good dancer, I'm dreadful, so yeah, it was, it's slow, that. so yeah. it's nice nice and easy to dance to. Um, yeah, there's not much more I can say, really. Um, no, what I want to know is what who the song is by, because it's, I remember it as something else, the, the title of the two writers. Yes, so it was as Wolfman featuring Pete Doherty. And what is it now? Well, he's he's dropped the moniker. Maybe he's grown up. Why was he bit. called Wolfman? Did he eat? Him, did he me. eat his young or something? Potentially. Yeah. Who knows? I remember him. I remember him doing this on top of the pops. Mm. Believe it or not, yeah. And I don't know. I haven't seen it since that day, but it was probably candles and stuff. And this is obviously before Pete Doherty used to eat massive breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blimey. On that note, let's hear it. Hit that button, Tom.
got visions of Joe and his first dance there. Yeah, you'd have seen it if he turned up. With his, oh, he don't start out. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad that we're still friends. <laughs> and I know how much Rachel has to put up with you. Yeah, we'll give you that. And yeah. Ted, we should get him back on doing his park life impression. <laughs> right, um, that's it. Come to the end. Uh, thank you for listening, as ever. Hopefully, see some of you. Uh, I think we've got another show before before the uh, Water Rats. But yeah, it's sponsored by DRC Shipping. Go to their website, uh, DRC Shipping, go at Search Engine. They're based in the southeast uh, for all your shipping goods and needs. And uh, thank you, Tom, as ever. And thank you, Face Radio, for putting up with this cobblers we do come up with every two, every month. But uh, I'm going to leave you with uh, a favourite of the old man's uh, and obviously... Uh, timing as well being autumn this is called autumn leaves by tubby hayes
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.